Well, this morning we uh, have been in our sermon series over the last few weeks entitled Life on Mission. And uh, we've been digging into what it looks like uh, to live out in obedience to Jesus the mission that he's left for us. And over the past few weeks we've been talking about the importance of things like connecting and things like serving and sharing. And today I want us to focus on something that's maybe just a little bit different. And maybe you don't think about it like this, but it is very true. A life on mission celebrates. A life on mission celebrates the goodness of our God all along the way. And everybody said, we should celebrate what God is doing around us all the time. God is so very good to us. And I'm thankful that you're here today because today we pause to do just that, celebrate the fact that God's been faithful. We celebrate the faithfulness of our God. He's worthy of praise. He's, he's good to each and every one of us. And the reality is no matter how much time we spend praising and thanking God for all that he has done, it's not enough, right? It's not enough. He is worthy of our praise. And there's no way in this short time together, there's just no way that we can, that we can be able to recall all the many things and the many ways that God has been faithful to us individually and the church over the last year. But I would like to highlight a few things this morning, just a few ways that God has been faithful. As well, the, the staff and the department leaders have put together just a, a, a few things that we'd like to share with you this morning. And as you leave today, throughout the foyer, there'll be some people out there, and it's just a little booklet that, that shares additional things that we won't talk about today, just ways that God has been faithful, ways that God has provided for us across the year, so we have those for you. And my prayer has been as well, that as I highlight some things today, that God would then resonate within your hearts other things. You know, it's kind of like dominoes, you know? You know, you push that first domino down and then you watch the rest of them begin to fall. My hope today is that as we celebrate some ways that God has provided, maybe in the life, of, uh, in the church or in the life of somebody, that it would just begin to allow the dominoes to begin to fall as you celebrate what God's done in a similar way for you. And as another person begins to celebrate what God has done for them, and then the, these few praises turn into a chain reaction of praise to a God who is worthy of all of our praise. If you're willing to praise the Lord with me this morning, say amen. He's worthy of our praise today. So I ask for you to extend grace to me this morning. Will you extend grace to your pastor? A couple of you will. That's a good thing. I, my mind has been racing for weeks now leading up to this day, and I've been praying a lot about it because I knew there was no way I could highlight everything I wanted to highlight. So I've prayed, and I feel like what I'm going to share with you and what I'm going to highlight is God-directed, but I know this, I'm going to fall far short of all of the things we have to praise God for. So extend grace to me uh, if I don't share something that's been really exciting that we have praise to, to give God praise for. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to help me because throughout the day, we're going to, we're preparing food, finishing that up. We've got games, hopefully lots of conversations going on. So I want you to help me today by sharing some of those things that come to mind that maybe we don't touch on in this service. Share those in a positive way with somebody around you. Hey, think about what God did in this way. Think about how God helped us here. Think about how God provided here. And then this offering of praise isn't just limited to our service, but it builds across the day, and we have a sweet offering of praise and glory to the God that we serve. And so I hope that you will do that with me today. Maybe look at somebody across the table from you in a little while and just say, tell me how God's been faithful to you this year. 
Tell me how God's been faithful to you. You know, I'm always glad to hear the faithfulness of our God. And I think we have a lot to share, so I trust you'll join me in that. If God has been faithful to you, one more time, say amen. And if God has provided for you in a time you didn't know how things were going to work out in the last few months, say praise the Lord. And if God took a situation that seemed impossible, what I thought was impossible, we just heard sung, what I thought was impossible, I've seen my God do. If God took a situation that seemed impossible and made it possible this year, say God is good. See, he's still doing it, right? He's still making the impossible possible, and he's worthy of our praise. You know, other than Jesus himself, no one throughout Scripture led people to praise God and give him glory that he deserved better than David. He was able in so many ways to kind of lead people into worship and praise the Lord. Worship is a wonderful theme throughout David's writings. And there's an interesting passage of Scripture in 1 Chronicles 16. 1 Chronicles 16. In fact, if you have your Bibles this morning and you want to turn there, we're going to be looking at this passage. 1 Chronicles 16. Not long after David is anointed king, he makes arrangements for the Ark of the Covenant to be brought to Jerusalem. The Ark of the, Cove- of the Covenant, you might remember, symbolized the very presence of God to the people in, in old, the Old Testament days. As they would bring the Ark of the Covenant, it symbolized the fact that God was with them, that never once did they have to walk alone because God's presence was there. That's what the Ark of the Covenant symbolized for them. And, and after he becomes king, David begins to make arrangements for the Ark of the Covenant to come to Jerusalem. And after a difficult season getting it there, it finally arrives. And as the Ark is making its way into Jerusalem, let me tell you, it's celebration day. I mean, David leads the people in this wonderful celebration. I mean, probably like none other. Sacrifices are made, and, the, and, and, the, and Scripture lists all of the sacrifices that are made to God that day. And, and, and food is given away. Uh, much like it will be a little bit later uh, this morning, right? I mean, they were just, everybody was eating and celebrating and having a wonderful time. God's presence was with them. And then we also see that David doesn't stop there, but David does something very interesting. The Bible tells us that David writes a psalm of praise, He writes a psalm of praise to lead all of the people in worshiping and praising God. This morning, I want to encourage you, what might it look like if we would write a psalm of praise to God? Now, I'm not necessarily talking about writing it down, although in your handout this morning that I've given you on the back of it, I've left room for you to do that because I think there's something special about taking the time to say, here's how God has blessed me. Here are the things that I have to be thankful for. But what if our life lived out today was just a psalm of praise to God? First Chronicles 16, verse 7, here's what it says. That day, David, the day they bring in the Ark of the Covenant in, symbolizing God's presence, that day, David first committed to Asaph and his associates this psalm of thanks to the Lord. David gave this psalm that he had written to Asaph. Now, Asaph was the one who would lead the people in worship. 
And David gives that to him. I want you to think about this this morning. He, he led his people in praise. He took the time. He was intentional to write down this psalm, right, of praise to God. And he wanted everyone to be led together in lifting their hearts and their voices of praise to God. He was intentional. Just a reminder for us today that praise and worship in our lives and stopping to give God, give God praise and thanks, it often does not happen accidentally. When was the last time you accidentally praised God, right? I mean, it just doesn't happen very often, right? It's an intentional thing that we do. It's a choice that we make. We choose to praise God. David took time in all of the other festivities that were going on, right? This was a big celebration day. He took time to stop and write down these beautiful words of praise to God. And we are still singing them and reading them today. Isn't that amazing? Words of praise. I want to remind you today that we need to be leading the people around us to praise the Lord. We have to stop from time to time and write a psalm of praise together, giving God the glory for how great he is and for all he has done. Think about it. Ministry leaders, church staff, I hope that you're taking time as you meet with those that you lead to stop for a moment and say, hey, tell me about what God is doing right now. Tell me how he's been faithful. In, in, in Sunday school classes and small groups, when we meet, you notice that almost every time we come together, what's the first thing we do? We take time to say, hey, who has a testimony to share today? Why? Because we want to offer praise to our God who is worthy of all praise. If you believe that, say Amen. And it's not just limited to those here, but families, parents, grandparents. Do you from time to time say, hey, let's talk about the good things God's doing in our life today. Can I remind you this morning that we so very easily, when we begin to have conversations with people around us, where so often does the conversation go? Oh boy, you know, things didn't go so well today or I'm not feeling so good today, or this didn't work out, or boy, you should have heard what they did, and then it's normally followed by something negative. What if, what if we would say when we got with our family, hey, tonight, you know what, I wanna hear about your day, but let's talk about what God has done. Let's talk about reasons to say, praise the Lord. He's worthy of our praise, amen? I'm just making sure you're still with me today, right? Because we need to take time to praise God for all that he has done. When good things happen, the words that should roll off our lips is not, boy, boy, weren't we lucky there? How many times do we find ourselves saying that? Boy, weren't we, boy, weren't we fortunate? No, God is good. Can I just remind you today, every good and perfect gift comes from God. And so when good and good things happen, what should we say? God, thank you. Praise the Lord for what you have done. That's where our focus has to be today. So as we gather today, as the one that God has called to lead you this morning, my prayer has been, Lord, help this day to be, we can weave it together to be a psalm of praise that we can lift to you because you are worthy of our praise. And I want us to look at these ancient words of David handed to Asaph thousands of years ago as our example because it's spot on and still applicable for us today. First Chronicles 16, moving to verse eight now. Here's what it says. Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him. Tell of his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. 
Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. I want to pull just a few things from these few short verses that David tells us to do as he's leading in praise for all that God has done. And I want you to see this morning that we can write a psalm of praise to God by first of all giving thanks. Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Now, I don't know what's at the top of your list this morning. If I were to say, hey, I want you to give thanks, and I want you to list the top 10 or 15 things that you have to be thankful. I'm not sure what's at the top of your list. But as I was thinking this morning about the list that we as a church have to be thankful for, I thank God today that he's still in the business of transforming lives spiritually. If you're thankful that God is working to transform you today, say amen. I'm thankful for that today. If you're different today because of the Holy Spirit's work in your life across these last few months, say amen. Right? Thankful for that. Let's give God thanks as we celebrate victories. As we celebrate victories around our altars, I think about over the last few months, like I can't begin to even count or remember all of the many victories that we've seen around our altars. Isn't that great? All that he's done, but it's not limited to altars. I got to thinking about prayers that's been prayed in hallways and offices and classrooms and homes, prayers that have been prayed over the telephone with people who call one another and begin to call upon God together, prayers that have been prayed in hospitals and nursing homes and homes. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, all of the places where God has been working to transform us spiritually. We have a lot to be thankful for today. He's in the transformation business, you know. More than 30 different, more than 30 people of all different ages over the past year, more than 30 people have testified to, to beginning a relationship with Jesus Christ. They've been saved this year. Isn't that great? Over 30 people. Eight have been baptized this year and, and have said, you know, I, I want to be baptized and just let the world know that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I want to remind you of a couple of testimonies that we heard um, this year about how God is working in lives, and I want you to celebrate again with me. Uh, if you're in the 9 o'clock service, you've heard one of these, but the other one was shown in the 11 o'clock service. One is Jennifer Bautista, um, who's here today, and she was baptized this year. The other one is Leo King, uh, one of our young uh, boys uh, that was baptized. Listen to their stories this morning and just celebrate what God is doing. My name is Jennifer Bautista. I am 23 years old. Um, I'm a mother of two beautiful little boys. I came to know Christ um, as I was little. I grew up going to a church. Um, that church wasn't for me. Um, I moved here to Columbus for a job offering. Um, my friend Chan Bal Balderas comes here. Uh, she was talking great things about how the daycare was and how she loved coming to the services and she invited me. Um, first time I came was, it, it's unforgettable for me. It just made me feel like I was welcome. I was at home and I needed to, it was the place I needed to be at. So that's where I'm at now. My life has changed um, since I put my faith in Jesus. I would say only for the better. Um, I have, I need, still need a little bit more patience, but I am, it's growing daily. As he's there for me, I want to be there for him. So this is basically my signal to him, my love to him, telling him that I'm ready and I want him to be in my life every minute of the rest of my life. My favorite part of being in the C1 NAS family is that 
Of course I do have family, but being, it feels like I have an even big, loving family being with a C1 as. Um, so just having extra people to count on um, that always are there for you. So that, I would say that would be my favorite part. My name is Leo. I'm eight and I go to Rock Creek. I'm in third grade. I grew up learning about him with a lot of different teachers. They made me have an experience in him. I want to be baptized because I don't want the devil to be a part of me. And um, I only want um, God's faith to be in me. I came to know Christ by going to different classes and learning about God. My life has changed because he moved all the bad things I thought about in my head out of my life, I guess. My favorite part about being at C1 Nash is coming to church and learning about him. Isn't that great? Yeah, let's celebrate that. That's what spiritual transformation is all about, right? Um, just allowing God to continue to shape us and mold us and continue to move those things out of our life that shouldn't be here, be there, and, and continue to fill us with his spirit. It's beautiful just to hear the testimonies about what God is doing. And I'm thankful that those are just two, aren't you? Two of the many ways that God is working in our, in our church family and in our lives, and we praise him for spiritual growth. Just one of the many things that we have to give thanks to God for. Give thanks, right, is what David tells us. But he goes on. Another thing that David tells us here is that we can write a psalm of praise by not just giving thanks, but by making known. It says, make known among the nations what he has done. We need to make known what God has done among the people all around us. We need to make known. God's been good. God has been faithful in conversations all week long. What a difference it would make if we would just share of God's goodness to others, how God has blessed us, how he has helped us. Make known all that he has done for you and for me. And if we would just pray in a fresh way that God would begin to help us to see it, right? Lord, help what you're doing in my life to be made known to me. A lot of things, as I said, can happen to us and we don't even think. It doesn't even register with us that God has been working and we need to give that praise to him. So our first prayer should be, Lord, help me to see the things that happen in my life as blessings from you. Make it known to me so that I can in turn make it known to others. We are a part of something really, really big that God is doing, right? It's what he makes known to us that he's doing in our life, but then I don't know about you, I do probably. I'm encouraged as I hear testimonies just like we heard just a moment ago. I'm encouraged as you share with me, as you make known to me what God is doing in your life. I'm encouraged by that. And, and if you haven't done it lately, and, and, and I've done this with a few people a few weeks ago, I sat down with them and I said something like this. Let's reflect on what God has done recently 
Make known to me what God has done maybe in your life or in your area of ministry. Help me to know what God is doing so that I can join you in praising the Lord. Does that make sense? Others can help, help some things to come known to us that we didn't even realize was going on and we stand back and say, wow, it's awesome to hear about what God's doing. It's awesome to hear that. So I want to make known some things to you some, this morning. Some things that you may not be aware of that God is doing in the life of our church to change lives and change hearts and change families and change situations. First, uh, some neat stories come through our Kids First Daycare. And as you know, the daycare operates here at the church uh, Monday through Friday from 6 in the morning to 5.30 in the evening. And we minister to over 180 some kids. It's five, then seven, and then nine. So somewhere in the 180 kids. We have um, uh, about 100 families, 45 staff members. So there's a lot of different people that are impacted by the ministry of, of God's church here at Columbus First. We're blessed to have this opportunity. And God is working powerfully to change lives every single day. Aren't you glad to be a part of a church that is that its ministries span across the week and that life change is happening every single day. If you're glad for that, say amen. Like, I believe that that's a blessing from God. And I want you to hear a couple of parents share with you this morning about the way the ministry of the church has made a difference in their lives. Listen with me as, as uh, some of them share. My name is Angie Petro. I have two kids at Kids First. Their names are Carter and Kayla Robinson. Carter and Kayla have been coming to Kids First for a little over two years. I think Kids First is different from any other daycare due to the bonds that they develop with their, their children that they watch. I think it's an amazing bond. I've seen Carter and Kayla grow as they've been attending Kids First through behaviors, through uh, academics, through um, confidence in their, in their self. They, they've just matured beyond belief. What would I share with someone who's thinking about enrolling their child in Kids First is they need to do it. Their kids will do amazing and it will be a good outcome in the end. How has this ministry of this church affected me personally? Um, many levels, spiritually, um, family oriented. Um, it just feels like a, a big family here at Kids First and First Nazarene. The people, it's about the people that are here. My name is Edwin A. Ramos, and this is my lovely wife, <laughs> Evelise Carlo Ramos. We have two babies. Our son is turning 30 months today. So for those who don't count in months, that's two and a half. And our daughter is 10 and a half months. I've had plenty of moms from, from, from our church uh, say, I need daycare, you know, I need something, even if it's just like a couple of days of the week, and I said, well, you need to go to Kids First, because my kids go there, A, and B, they're great, and C, I could be your emergency, like, pickup. I'm like right around the corner. So I'm always trying to promote Kids First. Um, unfortunately, no one's come here yet, but um, I'm still gonna keep promoting Kids First, and yeah, that, that, that's a true story, I, I really do promote Kids First quite heavy <laughs> to, uh, to our circle of, of friends. I'd like to say thank you to Kids First for um, being there for our kids and for me when I was at my most vulnerable. Um, I moved here after getting married and my parents are 800 miles away and this was my first experience, my family's first experience with daycare. My sister has five kids and my mom took care of them all. 
So my kids not having that experience was scary and, and different for us. And my mom was, was nervous. And um, she's, she's a praying woman and she came with me on the, on the uh, tour. And she came with me on the first day of school and Miss Mary was the one that was here. And as we walked out, my mom said, I approve. And I was like, okay, good, because at 36, I still need that. <laughs> so, so thank you so much for being here and for um, being such a positive influence for our kids and, and for us and, and for having us here. We, we really, really appreciate all that you guys do. Thank you very much. Make known what he has done. Did you know, right? What an impact you're making on the families. Can we celebrate that? On the families of the daycare. And these are just two of the stories, right? We multiply it many times over the number of families that are impacted, and we don't even know all the stories. But today, it's been made known, and it's something that we all need to celebrate together. This is a ministry of you. And a, and, a, and a connection, uh, an outreach of our church. I want you to also hear a little different uh, perspective. I want you to hear from a few of our staff members that maybe aren't ones that get up and speak to you on a day like today, but listen to their testimony, how working here has made a difference in their lives. Listen. I'm Natasha Chavez, and I've been here for three years, and I work with the Bugs, which are one-year-olds turning two, and I have two kids that's been here at Kids First. Um, in the three years I've been working here, I've seen Kids First double in size, and we actually had to open um, some wings down at our south location. God has used Kids First to open my eyes to see that I do have people there for me, and I've met a lot of good people here, um, and I know that my kids are in great hands. They have great teachers. Any other job I've had, I've went there to get a paycheck and go home. Kids First is like a big family here. Like we support each other, we pray for each other, and we're here for each other. My name's Rebecca McCarty and I've been working here at Kids First for three years and I'm the assistant teacher in the Owls Pre-K class. So since I've been here, actually the daycare has doubled in size. We've opened up a new building over in the Children's Inc. city building. But I've also seen lots of new teachers come in and I've watched them not only learn how to be a lead teacher but learn how to be a role model for their kids too. So before I came to Kids First, I wasn't real big on going to church or being around lots of groups of people. But since I've come to Kids First, I've opened up and I've been a lot more open about how much I love God and how much I love being around people who understand that He loves you and He always will. My name is Jerry Aguilar and I worked in the Bugs classroom at Kids First for two and a half months. I haven't been here very long, but in the time that I've been here, um, they brought in a chaplain and he does small group, he makes pamphlets for weekly devotions, he's prayed for me personally and I think he makes a huge difference around here. 
God has used Kids First in my life in a huge way. When I first started working here, I was going through a lot personally, and it's helped me open my eyes and react to certain situations differently. And not only does that affect me, it affects my son. So it's made a huge difference in a positive way. It is different working here at Kids First than any other job because to me, it's not just a job. Um, it's more like a family. You know, staff helps out other staff members when it's needed. Um, the parents, you know, trust us to take care of their kids. The, the kids look up to us. I love them all personally like they're my own. So it's really like a big family and I'm grateful to be able to be a part of it. Isn't it great to hear? Uh, lives impacted, make known, right, among the nations what he has done. He's making a difference in the lives of our families and staff throughout the daycare. And isn't it awesome? It's a reason to celebrate. This is a part of us. This is a part of you. And you don't hear these stories all the time. So I want you to hear today the difference that's being made in the, in the children and the families and the staff, all because of what God is doing. Can we celebrate that this morning? Celebrate that with me. Yeah, we're thankful for that. Thankful for that. There are so many ways that God is at work in each one of us and, and the church that you're a part of to make a difference in the lives of people that we aren't even aware of. The ripple effects of what God is doing through the church, through the ministries of the church, it ripples on and on and on and on. And today I just want to say, aren't you glad? We praise the Lord for all that he's doing in all of these various areas of our church. There's one more that I want to highlight to you today um, that, that really falls in that category. As one, as kind of a, just a ripple effect of something that has happened. And, and the chapter really has kind of, of closed for us in a lot of ways. But I want you to hear a story this morning. Uh, last year we commissioned and sent our former youth pastor, Pastor Doug Lane, and his family to another church on the district. And, and I know that you, some of you are still praying for Pastor Doug, and, and, uh, and maybe you've run into him from time to time, but overall, we probably haven't heard much or thought much, maybe even, about Doug and Morgan since they, since they left. But while they were here, for, the, for four years, we invested in them. Now, we benefited from their ministry here, but we also invested in them and in their lives, and in their family. And so as they went, we commissioned them and said, we, we just pray that God would use you and, and, and go in his name. And I want you to just kind of hear, I want to make known, all right, an update of what God is doing through Pastor Doug and Morgan. It's an extension of you, and we need to praise God for what he's doing. Listen. Good morning, Columbus. It is so good to share with you for just a few moments about what God is doing here on the west side of Bloomington at Zion Community Church of the Nazarene. We here are a church of about 115 people who love the Lord and are seeking to do His work in our community and beyond. We have a daycare here that has 160 kids uh, and they range in ages from six weeks all the way up to elementary school and God is working in our daycare. I wanted to share with you a cool story. Uh, here in a few moments, we'll be starting our worship service. We're gonna be taking in eight new church members today. And while that's exciting, what's really exciting is that two of those members brought their daughter to our daycare back in January. And then they showed up for a church service in April and the rest is history. God is moving in our church and our daycare. As I was thinking back on my time at Columbus, working with a really great church and a really great daycare, I realized that during that time he was preparing me for a time such as this. I know that the things that I learned working with a great church staff and with a great daycare uh, have led me to be able to implement some of those things here at Zion. And we are just excited to see where God is going to take us. 
I want you to know we love you, we miss you, we think about you and pray for you often. And we ask that you be praying for us too, for us, for the family, for the church. And uh, we look forward to crossing paths with you in the future. If you're ever driving through Bloomington, look me up, give me a call. We'd love to get some ice cream or grab some coffee with you. God bless you and have a great rest of your service. Hi, everybody. Yeah, isn't that great to hear? It's great to hear. Make known among the nations what he has done. God continues to work through them. By the way, Doug said he's buying. If you want coffee or ice cream, he's buying. So make sure you go and take him up on that. But think about it. Think about it. Not only did, has God provided for them in a, in, a, in, a, in a real way, but as we commissioned them and we said, okay, God, we believe this is your plan for them, and now look what God is doing. Aren't you thankful God had Travis, Pastor Travis and Alyssa already prepared and, and brought them here with us, and great things are already happening through their ministry, and so we praise the Lord and celebrate that, right? God knows what he's doing as we follow him and trust in him every step of the way. I've made known to you this morning just a few things, but they don't begin to scratch the surface of all that God is doing, and may God help us to be more and more more and more aware, that we would be made known more and more of all that he's doing in our lives and around us and through the ministries of our church. And the main reason that I want us to know is so that we can then take those things and lift them up as in praise and glory and adoration to the King who is worthy of our praise. If you're glad for that, say amen this morning. We write a psalm of praise to the Lord by giving thanks and making known. And then I want you to see that we also write it by remembering. Verse 12 Remember the wonders he has done, the miracles and the judgments he pronounced. Think of it, wonders, miracles, judgments, decisions, directions. As we look back, where could we ever begin? God has been so very good to us, the wonders. You ever stand in awe of God this past year? Have you just stood in awe? I mean, has God just, you've prayed, you've asked God to work, his provision, and you just look back and you just stand in awe of what God has done. The wonders that he performs. There's nothing too hard for him. Has he worked a miracle for you earlier? Some of you said, praise the Lord. God has worked a miracle for this pa in this past year. He is a miracle-working God. Aren't you glad? He works miracles in our lives. As we pray to him, as we trust in him, he's faithful. Has he given you peace? Has he given you comfort? Has he given you strength to make it through a difficult time? Showed you the right direction? Or granted you wisdom? Helped you in some way? Do you remember this morning? I bring those things up because my prayer has been that God would begin afresh to recall to your memory the way that he has worked for you. Because so often if we're not careful, we forget. We forget. We forget the wonders that God has done. As I thought myself of all of the things, all the ways that God has worked, there were so many examples that I could think of this morning to share with you, but I wanted you to hear one more testimony this morning. And really, this testimony encapsulates all those things, the wonders, the stand in awe of what God has done, the miracles, God's faithfulness, his peace, his provision. All of that is wrapped up in a story that I just want you to be reminded of this morning. It's Ronnie Smith's story. Take a listen. Hi, I'm Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie Smith, and most of you people see me every Sunday morning. I'm there waiting for you to come in, shaking your hand, talking to you. That's one of my biggest joys of the week, and I love that. And uh, I've been here at this church for about eight years. I've only been a Christian for around nine, so uh, we're still, I consider myself a baby still yet. I'm still growing, still walking. I'm still uh, making mistakes, but I'm still turning to God in times of need. 
You know, in December, while I was in Florida, I was involved in a very serious motorcycle accident. And uh, what I found from that was, it's probably the most humbling that I've ever felt. It's probably one of the lowest points in my life that I've ever experienced. And uh, the main thing is, it seemed like I had kind of drifted away from God. I had been away from the church for just a few weeks. You know, we were down in Florida. Uh, seemed like maybe I had separated myself. I kind of had that feeling of emptiness, but I didn't really know what was going on. Uh, and it's easy, you can do, you can separate yourself from God without even realizing it. That's very easy and it happens to people. And that's what happened to me, but you know, uh, it all changed in an instant. Be an instant right before that crash. You know, I cried out to God then, even though maybe I was separated from Him at the time, I cried out to Him. And, uh, and you know, God heard me. God hadn't separated himself from me. He was still with me. Uh, he answered my call. And uh, you know, what happened could have been so much worse, so much more serious than it was, if not for God. And a series of, I almost call them miracles, that took place right then. You know, number one, he spared my life. I could have died that day there on that highway. Uh, number two, a godly thing. He placed two nurses in a car behind me there on that highway. They had just gotten off work at a local hospital. Uh, he had them right there. They took care of me. Uh, when I thought I had been lost, God found me, you know, and called me out. Uh, I'm thankful that Pam wasn't on that motorcycle with me. Uh, I'm thankful that, uh, you know, she was able to come to me. She took care of me after the wreck. She didn't, uh, you know, kind of condemn me and give me the I told you so's and things like that there. Uh, but what happened, the main thing after all this was over was my eyes had been opened up once again. And uh, I realized, you know, uh, my errors and my shortcomings. I had failed God, God hadn't failed me. He had been very faithful to me. Uh, what I saw was that God, number one, is loving, He's forgiving, and He is forever faithful. And, uh, you know, He knows our situations, and uh, He knowed my heart that day. My heart hadn't give up on God. It's just that I had kind of backed off a little bit, it seemed like. Uh, and, you know, this my saying goes for me and Pam both. Pam was kind of in the same boat I was, you know. We, uh, maybe we had gotten a little stale. We've been Christians now for just about nine years. And, uh, you know, we'd been on fire most of our time. And, you know, God had been faithful all through that time. He took two wretched souls like me and Pam, you know, and he gave us new life. And uh, when you do forget that, sometimes, you know, God will do things. Uh, things will happen and it'll bring you back. And, you know, uh, it's just, it's amazing that uh, the Bible tells us that it's in those uh, times of trials, times of tribulations, that we should be blessed and we are blessed because we grow in our faith. And you know, I remember one of our uh, Wednesday night uh, small group sessions, uh, walking in the desert with Jesus. And you know, he said that it's when you walk in these deserts, that's when you grow your trust and your faith in God. And that is so true. And I had to, uh, I had to have this event happen that kind of opened my eyes and made me realize that. But 
Since that wreck has been over, God has answered so many prayers and I've turned to God so many times and I put my faith and my trust in Him and He has not failed me. It's just, uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful relationship when you open your heart, you let God come in and don't let Him come in and then just kind of put Him in a closet and leave Him by Himself, you know. Come in and, and be uh, willing to listen to His call and His beckoning. So that's pretty much where I've been. It's been a, uh, you know, it, it was a rough year, but it's a year that I've grown so much and a year that uh, it's a year I'll never forget. Isn't that great? Can we celebrate that with Ronnie this morning? In Ronnie's testimony, he talked about, this is, this is the summary. Never once have I ever walked alone. Even when maybe he felt like that he wasn't as faithful as he should have been, God was faithful. God was right there. Aren't you glad for that this morning? And I want you to remember this morning, uh, no matter where you are in your walk with the Lord, I want you to know he's faithful. And maybe you aren't walking as close as maybe you once did. I want you to know where God is. He's standing by your side this morning. He's reaching out to you. He loves you. He cares about you. And I want you to know he's drawing you to himself. Our God is a faithful God. And he wants to, us to remember today his faithfulness and his love and his goodness and his mercies that endure forever. He wraps his arms around us. He calls us to him. I'm thankful for a God who is a God we can stand in awe of. Aren't you? Think about it. Two nurses behind Ronnie when he has a motor. Now tell me that's not God, right? Right there on the scene. Stand in awe of the way God works. And we praise him for that. This morning, Dad, David led those around him in praise. He was intentional about giving God the glory for all that he had done. And I want us to give God the glory this morning. I want us to praise him for all that he's done. I want us to write a psalm of praise today of the things that God has brought to your memory this morning. Because as you've listened, as you've watched, as the Holy Spirit has spoken to your heart, you have reasons to remember and give God praise this morning. The praise team is going to come and join uh, me here this morning in the front. And as they come, we're going to sing uh, together this morning to close our service. We're going to sing together. There's a song that's that, with that title, We Will Remember. We Will Remember. I'd like for you to stand with me if you would. And what you're going to see this morning, as the words come on the screen, they're going to be at the bottom of the screen, but on the screen will be pictures of things and ways that God has worked over the past year. Things that we have to celebrate, things that we have to remember. And I want us to remember, but I also want us to give God praise for all that he has done. So let's join the praise team in singing praise to God and remembering his goodness this morning.
Somebody say, praise the Lord. 
God has been good. Let's pray together. Father, we're so grateful this morning for all your many blessings. And Lord, so many things that we can just recall today and give thanks for. Many things that we've been made known, some for the first time. We've been made aware of other things that you're doing among us, Lord Jesus. And you've recalled to our memories, through your Holy Spirit this morning, many, many, many ways that you have worked and provided and helped. And for all of that this morning, Lord, we just give you praise and thanksgiving and glory do your name. Lord, we're so grateful that not one time of you ever left us. Not one time have we ever walked alone, but Lord, you've been there and you've provided. We glory in that this morning. And Lord, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would just continue to draw us to you. Lord, only you know where each one of us are spiritually this morning and where we're, where we're walking, Lord, on our, on our journey. Whether, whether we're walking hand in hand with you, Lord, we've allowed you into our lives and, and welcomed you, Lord, into every decision that we make or, or whether maybe we've drifted as we've heard testified about today. And I just pray that your Holy Spirit, even in this moment would just would just draw us back and that we would open our hearts afresh to your work in our lives and that we would begin to look to you for the help and the comfort and the strength and the forgiveness that we need so that Lord you can provide and help us every single day all that we need. Lord I pray your blessings upon each one that's here today ask that you would just be in our time together bless our food together uh, that we'll be sharing together in just a few moments and and just let this time of celebration continue as we share of your goodness of your faithfulness of your love, Lord, with one another. Let, let us continue to write the psalm of praise today that you are so worthy of. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen.